Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Okay, good morning. So first thing, uh, you know, we want to say thank you again for the fans for coming out and supporting us last Saturday. Um, we know we did not give a performance that was Husky football, and we apologize for that, and we're going back to work to correct that. Um, but that was our first game that we could have fans back. We appreciate the support, you guys coming out, cheering, and uh, we are just as disappointed as you are that the result uh, didn't go the way that we wanted, and we're, and we're going to correct that. Um, Want to give an injury update. Uh, Jalen Polk suffered a chest injury the very first play of the game. Um, he had emergency surgery right after the game. He is out of the hospital now, um, and he's, he's in good spirits. But this will be a long-term injury. Uh, we probably will not get him back until uh, postseason play. And then, and then lastly, Terrell Bynum, Roma Dunze, and Jalen McMillan are all week-to-week. And uh, we will get them back at some point, but... Um, uh, we'll see how those injuries progress. Questions? Uh, Jimmy, you have any more about what the specific injury was and what he needed surgery for? Yeah, I'll just leave it as a chest injury, um, and we'll just leave it right there. Jimmy, uh, Saturday wasn't about talent. It wasn't about um, scheme. How did the coaching staff not get this team ready to win that game? Yeah, no, it was, it was very unfortunate. It starts with me first. Starts with me first. Um, we we got to be better prepared. We got to have a better plan, um, and we did not execute a good plan. And it all starts with uh, it all starts with the coaching first, and it starts with me. You said numerous times uh, after the game that you really needed to look at the film, and I'm sure you dissected that thing many oh, yeah. many times. Yeah. Can you give us the good, the bad, the ugly? What you saw in the film. Yeah, so, I mean, the good, the bad, the ugly. I mean, I think, um, you know, I think special teams were solid except for the return game. We gave up two two punt returns um, that we typically have not given up around here. That was, uh, that was something that we got to clean up. We knew they had a good returner. Uh, we missed a couple of tackles in the, in the return game. Um, you know, I think the other, uh, you know, uh, part that I can think of as special teams is, you know, of course, we'd like to make that long field goal. We were close. Uh, it almost went in, but almost doesn't count. Uh, defensively, you know, a uh, lot of positives, you know, holding the, holding, uh, you know, the team down to three points until deep into the, to the fourth quarter. Uh, still some things to clean up, did not play perfectly at all, uh, but I thought we did play well on third down. Uh, we didn't get the sacks that we wanted, but we also forced three holding penalties uh, by their offensive line, which almost results in sacks when they're when they're going back to second and twenty and third and twenty. Uh, but I still want to get some more pass rush, and we didn't get any turnovers. Uh, and then on offense, obviously, we got to score points. <laughs> we can't go down right there in the beginning of the game, and it looks like we're going to score every possession. 
um, and then we don't score anything after that. And so we got to run the ball better. We got to protect our, our quarterback better, and, um, and and put more points on the board. Jimmy, you mentioned that first drive. What was what happened after that? Mm-hmm. What changes did Montana make? What changes did you not make? Maybe kind of start there and talk about why the scoring ended after that first drive. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think. Um, you know, it comes down to execution, and I'll, and, uh, and again, um, I'm not going to make a, a bunch of excuses of what we didn't do. Uh, they did a nice job of uh, of moving their guys up front and ca- and causing uh, you know havoc in our backfield. And we got to give our guys a, a better plan to to continue to run the football, and also a better plan to protect our quarterback. And um, uh, they made some adjustments. Our adjustments weren't as sound as is that as the adjustments they, that they made, and we didn't play. We didn't. We did not uh, respond the way we should. And starts with me. That's on me. And so I'll I'll, I'll take all the blame there. And um, it's up to us to get it corrected. And that's what we're working on right now is get that corrected because it's unacceptable and it should not have happened. Are you particularly surprised that the offensive line wasn't able to impose its will, just given the the expectations you have for that group and the the standard kind of coming into this season? Yeah, yeah, I think um, there's no question. Uh, We did not expect that result at all. Uh, I think what we more expected is what happened on that first drive. Not that the whole first drive was perfect either, and it's never going to be perfect, but I think we were expecting more of the same. And for that not to happen uh, was unfortunate was unfortunate and that's what we're doing here to, to, to fix and it starts with those coaches we got the coaches we got to coach better we got to coach better and then um, obviously once we coach better then our players got to play better but uh, it starts with me first and we got to give these guys a good plan to go out there and execute we know guys are going to change it up and when they change it up we got to be, be ready to to have that next response ready to go when it all sort of settled down saturday night were you mad were you disappointed were you were you wondering what the hell just happened? Like, what was what was that like for you? Uh, yeah, you could all the above, all the above. Uh, no sleep. Uh, did that just happen? Uh, yeah, extremely disappointed. Extremely disappointed. And um, again, it all comes back uh, to myself. And I'm going to get. We're going to get a change, but it starts with me. And we're going to get a change that uh, you know we should not have played uh, the way we played on Saturday night. And that's why I feel so bad for our fans and for our supporters. And they should be disappointed. They should be pissed just like we are. And all we can do now is move forward here and make amends. And that's what we're going to try to do. That's what we're going to try to do. And we're going to work at it. I'll tell you that we're going to work on it. And, um, the, uh, what you can base that on is, is how we play here moving forward. And that, that's, that's going to be our test. And that's how that's going to be uh, the results of, of, of the hard work that we're putting in, how we're going to respond from this. And that's what I'd ask our fans to do is, hey, let's look at this next test, and here we go. Let's see how these guys have progressed. And then the next one, and then the next one, and the next one after that. But um, we're not happy with what happened last Saturday, and um, our mission is to correct it. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, having, having seen this before out here, you know, I've, I've seen a couple upsets that were kind of monumental. And, and the coaches... You know, the jobs are always in competition, but after something like that, I've seen the coaches make it even more clear that all these jobs are up for grabs now. I mean, we can't have this happen again. Do you do something like that? 
Well, I mean, I go back to what I always say. I'm an equal opportunity employer. Whoever plays the best in practice is going to play at all positions in all three phases. And so that, I guess my answer to that is, is we're always looking to put the best players out there um, that are producing in practice and, and making plays in practice. That's, that's, that's if we won last Saturday, <laughs> not just if we lost, if that makes sense. So that's, that's every, that's every week. Every week uh, during the season, during the off season, spring football, training camp, um, it's always an open competition. Right. Well, what I was that some coaches just take it up another level, just say, you know, you can't be comfortable. At That's all. our level already. That's where we're at. That's where we always are. It's always a competition. It's always a competition every single week. That's where we always, that's where we live. Jimmy, what did you tell your guys in the locker room? Yeah, the message was um, it was obviously disappointing. We didn't play our best football, and we know that. We know we didn't play our best football, and our best football is in front of us. And now we got to go back to work. Now we got to go back to work. And um, the result was the result. We're going to be pissed about it, and now it's got to fuel us. Now it's got to fuel us. We can't do anything now. That, that's in the past now. That's already through the time capsule. That's, that's behind. And I know everyone else wants to focus on what just happened, when rightly so. They, you guys should and everybody else should and the fans. And you guys could focus on that. That's awesome. We are going to focus on what's up next. Because if we're still focusing on what happened last Saturday, that's going to affect us this Saturday. And so what we're doing now, this is the message in the locker room, is now we're focusing on how we're going to get better and how we're going to attack our next opponent and how we're going to play Husky football the way we're supposed to play Husky football. How do you evaluate um, Dylan's performance and, and what do you attribute those interceptions to after a uh, look at the tape? Yeah, sorry. Sorry, I was looking down here at the mask. Sorry, he was like a puppet. Go ahead. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> okay. Um, Dylan's performance, how do you evaluate that, and what do you attribute the interceptions to? Yeah, yeah. Sorry about that, Mike. Um, you know, for, and again, I go back to me and us as coaches. We got to make sure we give him and everybody a better plan so they can operate. It's all. It always comes back to coaching first, and that's how I always think of this. If they're making mistakes on there, out on the on the field, it comes back to coaching. We 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 got to make sure they're not making those mistakes. And so, um, you know, after looking at the film, you know, Dylan he got hit a lot. He got a hit. Our quarterback cannot get hit that much. He got hit a ton. They called the penalties, but that takes a toll on a, on, on a quarterback, and it takes a toll on um, him being able to set his feet in the pocket and uh, successfully deliver a throw. Uh, so they did a nice job of uh, of hitting them a few times. They and the, the penalties were thrown, um, and then sacked them a few times. And so I think after that, uh, a couple of the, uh, one of the interceptions was a, was a bad throw, but a couple of the other ones uh, it ended up being a tip. Well, also a bad throw, like location wise, but it ended up tipping off our guy, you know, to the to the uh, wide receiver. I think the last one was more of a force uh, in, a, in the two minute situation. Um, and that, and that we got to get corrected. And so, so to finish off that, we need to come up with a better plan to make sure our quarterback is protected, not getting hit, so we can, he can make those decisions, uh, make better decisions with the football. I know you're missing a lot of wide receivers. You know, with one pass over 20 yards in the game, it seemed like uh, there was 
most of your success was just coming between zero and ten yards and a lot of dump offs. I anticipate Michigan just you know crowding the line of scrimmage. What can you do to uh, improve that vertical passing game mm -hmm. down as many wide receivers as you are? Yeah, I mean, I think that's more obviously internal of what we're going to do. I'm not going to tell you what we're going to do. And then all of a sudden they're going to read about it. So uh, does that make sense? So yeah, you know, we're, it is what it is. Every single year, it's always going to be something. It's always going to be, there's, there's going to be a certain issue here. We're going to have injuries here. Then it's up, up to us as coaches to make sure we put a plan together where we can still go out there and win the football game. And so that's what we're working on. We're working on a ways that we can play better on offense, defense, and special teams, whatever, um, the injury issue that we have um, to make sure that we put our team in best position to win the football game. Your, your predecessor was pretty open about <coughs> the, the pressures of coaching and how sometimes it wasn't so fun. This is probably the first time the spotlight's been on you, you know, in the way it is in, in, since you became a head coach. I'm just wondering how you're feeling about it personally and how you've been handling it. Yeah, you know, I, uh, I've been coaching for a long time and been through some hard times. Um, and so I feel prepared for this. Uh, last year was difficult too. And um, I've been through some really tough seasons. I've seen head coaches that I really respect and admire go through really tough, difficult seasons and how they've handled it and uh, been able to lean on those. And so it's, it's rare that you go through a season and you go 12 and 0. Um, there, those, those seasons are usually don't happen very much for anybody. And you're, you're going to go through some adversity, but it's how you're going to respond from it. And, um, you know, all my experiences in 20 plus years coaching is going to help us through this, what we're going through right now. Your, uh, your wide receiver situation. I mean, obviously you had eight scholarship guys going into the season. You had four for most of the game. Do you have enough guys in that position to succeed right now? And is there any thought about moving anybody to that position? Yeah. Um, so that's what we're, you know, that's what we're working through again. Um, a little bit last week as well, knowing that three of those guys weren't going to play in last game. Uh, so we're, you know, had a few adjustments here or there. And now we got to make even further adjustments now, uh, knowing, uh, you know, the issue that we have with the injury updates that I, that I gave you. Um, and so, that's what we're gonna have to do. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to build a plan to make sure that we can still, uh, you know, go out there and operate, put points on the board, and um, and try to get a victory. You guys obviously like you know Rich and, and Cam Davis, the running back. Guys. Some people were surprised to not see Sean McGrew at all. Was there any reason for that particular? No, no, I don't know. There wasn't at all. I mean, Sean is uh, obviously a really good running back and done a lot of things around here. Uh, no, you. I mean, I would expect Sean to. To, to get some reps here moving forward. I think it just happened the way it happened. I think we were trying, we were trying to get Rich going a little bit. I think he had, you know, over 15 carries or whatever it was. Um, and just trying to, you know, trying to get him in, into a rhythm. Um, so it was more more to that. Nothing what Sean was doing. It was more trying to get uh, Rich back into a rhythm, in, into a rhythm during the game. In, you mentioned your, the, the pass rush in your intro in, in one sack, obviously. Um, what do you attribute the lack of pass rush to and how did you evaluate the outside linebackers specifically? Yeah, no, so I think, um, you know, of course we want more sacks, but I also attribute, they had, they had three, almost four holding calls, I believe, on our pass rush and almost all of them were on Ryan Bowman. And so we were getting some good pass rush, uh, but they were holding him. 
And so again, I, you know, you got to look at that as well. Uh, so I don't know if you, I mean, if you guys, if you guys go back and look at it, there were a lot of second and twenties, third and twenties, and then we ended up getting them off the field, uh, on defense. And so those holding penalties in our pass rush serve as almost as, as sacks. If you guys, if you guys follow what I'm saying there, now, if you just look at the stats, we got one sack and that doesn't look like a lot of production. Um, but I think the rush was there, uh, when you look at the penalties and the sack and, and the sacks, but we still want to get better. We obviously still want to get better. Jimmy, you talked about the struggles in the past game, so you, you kind of already answered it, but just you, you mentioned Saturday that you did not think about going to Sam. Can you maybe talk more about why, why that was Saturday? Why that was the right call? Stick with Dylan. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, us going into it, uh, into the game, obviously in practice, you know, a lot of uh, the reps are earned during practice. That, that's the first thing I'll say that reps are earned during practice. Just like, you know, the question over here is uh, we, we want to see who's ready to go, who knows the, the, the playbook inside and out, all three phases, who's gives us the most confidence to go out there and make plays. And so, um, you know, as the game progressed, uh, you know, Dylan still is going to give us the best chance to win that game. Uh, he's the one that during the whole uh, week of preparation and then obviously in training camp and all that knows our playbooks, knows, knows our adjustments, knows how to lead the offense. And Dylan Morris is our starting quarterback. And so obviously he, he didn't play his, his best game. Uh, we didn't coach our best game. We didn't coach our best game. And so um, that falls back on us first. Dylan Morris is our starting quarterback, and we got to give him a better plan to go out there and be successful. Um, what, what, what did Giles Jackson tell you as why he left Michigan and why he wanted to come to Washington? I think he read that he wanted to be more of a receiver than they were giving an, him an opportunity back there. What, what, what did he tell you? Well, I, I'm not going to share exactly what he told me about something like that. Um, all I know is I'm very happy that Giles is here. And um, all he, what he's done is he's, he's bought into our culture. Uh, he's an extremely hard worker. And... Um, we believe he's given us an added boost in the return game and at wide receiver, and he's only going to get better from here. Did you guys recruit him before when he was We did. We recruited him before, yes. Dylan had 46 attempts this past weekend. He never had more than 30 except for one game last year. Where do you see his in terms of volume attempts and just kind of where is he best at those per game? Yeah, I don't, I don't think um, – it's all about we're trying to win the football game. It's not about, hey, we need to get this many attempts. I mean, if he gets five attempts and we rush the ball for 60 times and we win the game, I'm going to be happy. And so is he. OK, if he has 46 attempts and we put up a bunch of points and we win the game, then we're going to be happy. Uh, the volume doesn't hurt his arm. Um, it was more of the circumstance of the game of what we were trying to what we were trying to do at, at the time when uh, we weren't getting our running game going. So. Um, so I go in reverse. We need to get our run game going so he doesn't have that many attempts, okay, and try to get some points on the board. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, that goes back to last year when he didn't have that many attempts, but we could run the ball, and everyone's mad that we're running the ball, but we're winning the game, right? And now we're throwing the ball too much, and we don't win the game, and, and now, hey, can we run the ball a little bit more? Yeah, so it's a, we, we, our, our mission is try to win the football game. Jim, you mentioned Dylan got hit a lot. Um, mm -hmm. And, and Montana quarterback got a couple of key third downs on scrambles. Mm -hmm. Is Dylan, uh, are, you, are you trying to say stay in the pocket no matter what, or are you comfortable with him breaking free? Oh, no, we're completely comfortable with him breaking free, just like he, he did last year. I mean, in the Utah game where if he feels the rush, he's going to step up and move out, and he's completely free to 
to run for he's run for yards. I mean, if you watch any of the games he started, he's he's run for yards. Um, so he has complete freedom. Happened this time. Well, we didn't. I, like I like I opened up. I said we didn't protect him very well, and um, so when a free hitter is coming and they tackle him, uh, it's pretty hard to scramble when a guy's tackling you. So, yeah, uh, and the, like I said, we got to protect him better. It starts with us as coaches first. When you switched him at right guard with Henry, what did you see from him in the second half? Did he show you anything that could lead into this week? Yeah, no, I think it was good experience for him to get in there and, and play a little bit. Um, he's still got a lot of room to to grow and develop. He he, know, he knows that, uh, but he uh, but he, he did some solid things, uh, but also you know his play wasn't perfect, just like uh, you know a lot of guys up front. To the guys in your locker room and the leaders in that group, do you feel like you have the kind of leaders and personalities in the room that are not going to allow something like that to snowball in the rest of the season? No question. No question. I, I believe this is some of the best leadership that we have on our team, and you've already seen it. Uh, even in the locker room after the game, um, yesterday, all, all during yesterday, and then even today, we have extraordinary leadership on our team. Uh, this is This is not sit well with them. This is not sit well with our team. And um, they've gone back to work already, but we're not going to talk about it. We need to go. We need to go show it. We need to go show what uh, the type of Husky football that we've that we play. And um, but all we can do is go do it now. Off today by mentioning the fans and how thanking them and saying this performance wasn't up to par. How important is it right away to turn that around and maybe? Yeah stop any brewing discontent that might be exactly from last week yeah no it's very very it's very important um we're so so excited for them to come back you know uh after not being in husky stadium since 2019 of the apple cup and um disheartening and disappointing by us the performance that we put out there when they all came out you know in droves to come see us and um i take that to heart and we're and we need to we need to fix that they should be pissed. They should be upset. They should be frustrated, disappointed. And it's up to us, starting with me, to, to correct that. Jimmy, like you said, <clears throat> you've been coaching a long time. Can you remember a, a game similar like this where it ended up being the ultimate wake-up call? And, you know, it was tough to stomach at the beginning, but... Oh, geez. I'm so in the present right now, I, I apologize. You know, that, that this could be the case, like... Is, that this is just the wake-up call that you guys needed. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, of course I do, right? <laughs> of course, <laughs> I think we need to. Yeah, we, we need to go play football the way we, we have a lot of guys that played here last year during our, uh, you know, four-game stint where there still wasn't perfect, but we had a lot of uh, positive things go on as well, and so they know what it's supposed to look like, and um, yeah, we're hoping to to play even better. We should be playing better than that. And as it was so disappointing, we should be playing better than what we put out on tape in 2020. And we didn't do that. And we didn't do that. And so that is the goal to get back to work and make sure um, all the work that we put in shows up on, on film. What stands out of Arcade back in there for Michigan? Michigan's quarterback, what stands out of Arcade on film? Their starting quarterback? Yeah. No, I mean, he's... Uh, He's a great decision maker. Uh, he can make all the throws. Uh, they did a nice job with him. Uh, well, first, they, they ran the football and made it very easy for him 
to dish the ball out after after run the ball for over 300 yards against Western Michigan. He didn't attempt very many pa- passes against Western Michigan. Didn't need to, uh, but they won the football game. And uh, it goes back to our prior conversation there. But um, he looks like a great decision maker, can make all the throws, made a made an awesome throw um, versus a zero blitz, which was a, about a 60-yard touchdown pass last Saturday. Uh, he's... He's a, he's a he's a he's a quality quality quarterback that we're going to have to be ready to, to defend. Was this the first time that you've uh, coached a road game as a head coach this week, and the schedule kind of changes up? I mean, how does that affect your preparation? Yeah, no, the, our preparation um, will remain the same, except we are going to leave. We're going to leave early with it being an East Coast game, so we're going to leave on Thursday. So that does change. Um, you know, normally when we're playing a road game out here out west, we would leave on a Friday for a Saturday game. We're going to go out there and uh, get out there earlier and practice during our game during our game time. Our game time is at eight o'clock their time, uh, so get our guys acclimated for two days and then play at the same time on Saturday night. Uh, in terms of our preparation, our structure of practice, that's going to remain the same. It's just more of a, we're going to be on a plane and, and we're going to go practice on a different field uh, than we would normally be right here at home and, and leave on a Friday. Blake Corum for Michigan, um, they're running back who. Had a crazy game last year, running running game, receiving returns as well. Return, yep. How much of a challenge is he to contain? Yeah, no, he's uh, he's a special player. He's and you just said it all. He's not just a running back; he's a returner, and uh, we're gonna have to worry, we're gonna have to be ready for him in the in the special teams department and also at running back. He's shifty. Um, you know, reminds us a lot of Miles Gaskin uh, in his his body type, his height. Uh, how he how he uh, sees the linebackers and the safeties in the box and how he's able to make them miss. You know that's always a, a great quality in a running back is is making people miss, and he and he does a really good job of making people miss in the return game, but also at running back. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.